Good Friday morning. She's home. WNBA star Brittany Griner arriving back on U.S. soil moments ago. It is December 9th. This is today. Homecoming. Do you know where I'm heading to? No. No? No. No. You fly back home. Brittany Griner lands at a U.S. military base overnight after 10 agonizing months in Russian custody. Inside, the dramatic prisoner exchange that looked like a scene out of a spy thriller. And the renewed urgency this morning for the one left behind, veteran Paul Whelan, still in a Russian prison. Triple threat, flu, COVID, and RSV cases all spiking and critical medicines getting harder to find. If a patient can't breathe and we can't give them this drug, uh, then it's a life or death scenario. How some hospitals are getting creative to handle the rush. Chasing leads, Idaho police say they have received thousands of tips in the case of four murdered college students now enlisting the FBI's help to handle the calls as the community gathers for a somber holiday memorial will go live to Idaho with all the new developments. Winter is coming, a massive, messy storm expected to bring several feet of snow in some areas and soaking rain to others. Parts of the Northeast gearing up for the first snowstorm of the season, and we're tracking all of it. Those stories plus royal reaction. The British press not holding back on Harry and Meghan after their highly anticipated Netflix docuseries. The moments that have people talking and is the palace watching will go live to the UK today, Friday, December 9th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you along with us on a Friday morning. It is a Friday morning, and we are going to start this morning with Brittany Griner. She is back home. Her, plan, her plane arriving in San Antonio, Texas, just a couple hours ago. This comes after uh, these images were released of Griner on the plane overnight. And then we have this video from Russian media of the actual prisoner exchange showing Griner with what appears to be a shaved head being swapped for a notorious arms dealer nicknamed the Merchant of Death. The happy homecoming for her is not without controversy as well. The White House under fire this morning over not securing the release of former Marine Paul Whelan, an American security executive serving 16 years in Russia on charges of spying, which the U.S. says is untrue. There's a lot to cover this morning. We'll start with NBC's Carrie Sanders in San Antonio, where Brittany Griner touched down just a short time ago. Carrie, good morning. Good morning. She is indeed home after 10 months. Brittany Griner landed here in San Antonio on Kelly Field, which is adjacent to the Lackland Air Force Base. Her plane touching down here at 428 local time. And as she emerged the plane, she strode with purpose to the hangar. Her head shaved, as uh, Hoda said, after spending that last month in a notorious Russian penal colony about 300 miles from Moscow. From here, she was taken to Brook Army Medical Center reunited with her wife, Sherelle. Brittany Griner, or BG as her friends and NBA fans know her, is at the medical center not only for a health check after spending almost a year in Russian detention, the last month again in that 
penal colony with notoriously difficult conditions, but she will also be provided some psychological counselors while she's here. Brook Army Medical Center has provided care for other Americans after similar releases by foreign governments. This morning, after 21 and a half hours from the time that we saw Brittany Griner on the tarmac in that prisoner swap on the in Abu Dhabi, she is indeed finally home on U.S. soil, guys. All right. Carrie Sanders leading us off. Thank you, Carrie. Let's get more on the negotiations, the exchange, and the calls to bring home another American who spent years in a Russian prison. We're going to bring in NBC's chief foreign affairs correspondent, Andrea Mitchell. Andrea, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. Well, the White House is celebrating Brittany Griner's return today and pushing back against some criticism that they left behind Paul Whelan, the businessman and former Marine who has already been in a Russian jail for four years. This morning, Brittany Griner is back home on American soil, freed after 10 months of detention in Russia. The beginning of her journey broadcast on Russian state media. What's your mood? Happy. Well, Do you know where I'm heading to? No. No? No. You fly back home. She's on her way home after months of being unjustly detained in Russia. President Biden alongside Brittany's wife, Sherelle, after both talked to Brittany from the Oval Office. It's just such a good day. <laughs> the most important emotion that I have right now is just sincere gratitude um, for President Biden and his entire administration. Arrested in February, Griner admitted to bringing less than a gram of medicinal cannabis into Russia, but said she never intended to break any law. Griner spent nearly a month at a penal colony infamous for its harsh conditions. Newly released footage from Russian state media showing Griner working while in detention. She was exchanged on the tarmac in the United Arab Emirates for a notorious Russian arms dealer, Victor Boot, also seen on state video flying back to Russia. He says, they took me right out of my cell. Widely known as the merchant of death, he had served 11 years of a 25-year sentence in the U.S. The White House coming under fire for the decision from some in Congress. It's made us weaker, it's made Putin stronger, and it's made Americans more vulnerable. But another American, Paul Whelan, a businessman and former Marine, remains in Russian custody after being jailed already for four years of a 16-year sentence for spying, which he and the U.S. strongly deny. Whelan speaking from prison to CNN. I don't understand why I'm still sitting here. I am greatly disappointed that more has not been done to secure my release. This morning, Vladimir Putin saying that further prisoner swaps are possible and contacts between both countries will continue. President Biden says the U.S. will keep working to bring Whelan home, but that Russia left the U.S. with no options. Sadly, for totally illegitimate reasons, Russia is treating Paul's case differently than Brittany's. Whelan's brother, David, says the president made the right call. It was absolutely the right decision to, to bring Ms. Griner home. Overnight, the Griner family released a statement saying that Paul Whelan and his family have been generous in their support for Brittany, and that they know this is a heartbreaking time for them. Brittany's family also pledging to keep working for the release of Paul and all wrongfully detained Americans. Savannah? All right. Andrea Mitchell, who was with the news yesterday. Thank you very much. Retired Admiral John Kirby is the National Security Council Coordinator for Strategic Communications. Admiral, good morning to you. Good morning. What can you tell us about the condition of Brittany Griner right now and what the next steps are for her? 
Uh, our team that flew back with her and met her on the ground uh, tell us that she was in very, very good spirits when she got off the plane um, and appeared to be uh, obviously in good health. But we want to make sure, which is why uh, we're going to get her over to that treatment facility and, and have her have all the access she needs uh, to health care workers uh, just to make sure that uh, that she's OK. It is great news for Brittany Griner. It raises a lot of questions. Let's talk about the trade. She was exchanged for a convicted Russian arms dealer known by some as the Merchant of Death, who was accused of flooding weapons into terrorist organizations, rogue regimes, enemies of the U.S., such as the Taliban and al-Qaeda. Do you believe that Victor Boot will now once again pose a threat to the United States and to Americans? Well, that's going to be up to Mr. Boot. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to stay vigilant uh, and we're going to defend our national security, uh, whether it's against folks uh, that do his line of work or even him or anybody else that might threaten. Are our you concerned about it? We did an assessment before we made this trade, uh, a national security assessment, which we normally do. Uh, that was done in this case. Uh, we believe that we're going to be able to continue to protect and defend national security interests, whether it's from uh, a man like Mr. Boot uh, or anybody else uh, that might threaten it. Again, this is going to be a decision for Mr. Boot to make, uh, but we're going to make sure we stay vigilant. As happy as the news is for Brittany Griner, it is devastating for Paul Whelan, the American former Marine who has been held on espionage charges a conviction in Russia since 2016. His family called it a catastrophe for him while saying they were very happy that Brittany Griner had been released. Was this the administration's best chance to get Paul Whelan home and now it's failed? I would say that the, the deal we, we got yesterday uh, was the only deal we could get at the time. But that doesn't mean uh, that there's not going to be options going forward to try to get Paul Whelan home. As you heard the president say yesterday, we're going to keep working at this very, very hard, including this day. So we're going to keep ha having active discussions with the Russians to see what we can do uh, to secure Paul's release. That is not going to be, uh, that's not going to be forgotten. It's not going to be something that's not top of mind. Uh, we're going to keep working at it. It's interesting because David Whelan, again, Paul's brother, who was quite gracious in his statement, said, it is clear that the U.S. government has no concessions that the Russian government will take for Paul Whelan. Was Victor Boot the leverage and he was spent on the release of Brittany Griner? Absolutely not. This was not a choice between Paul or Brittany. Uh, the only deal we could secure was uh, Brittany for Mr. Boot. That was that was the only deal available to us. Um, and so the choice really was uh, either we bring Brittany home and get one American released or get none. And obviously, uh, we, we chose to get Brittany home. So we're going to keep working uh, for, for Paul Whelan. But there was not a choice of like, here, you, you know, you give us boot and uh, and you can decide which one you bring home, Paul or Brittany. It was only boot for for Brittany Griner. And again, we had to we had to take that step to get to, to get at least one uh, of the two home. There is a larger policy consideration here, a real concern about the message that this sends and the incentive, something like this now brings uh, to rogue regimes or hostile regimes. Take an American on trumped up charges and you can get one of your uh, notorious prisoners or you can get something out of the U.S. government. How how do you guard against that? How are you safeguarding against that, making it essentially more dangerous for Americans abroad? 
President Biden has put into place some additional um, accountability measures uh, to discourage exactly uh, that action by bad actors overseas, whether they're state or non-state actors. Some of these are visa bans, sanctions, other restrictions that we're going to put that we have in place. Uh, We also have now started to put a designation on travel to countries for Americans to go look to see what the detention risk is. So if you're going to travel overseas for pleasure or for work, uh, uh, you know, go to the State Department website at state.gov, look at that country, and you'll see whether uh, there's a detention risk and what that risk might be before you travel so that you can go informed, fully informed, but also go knowing this, that even if you do everything right uh, and something happens to you and you are wrongfully detained, this president and this administration will work hard to get you home. That's an important signal that needs to be sent to Americans uh, as well, that this government is not going to forget you and we're going to keep working hard. And if it means making tough decisions like this one, then that's what we'll do. Admiral John Kirby, NSC spokesperson, thank you for your time this morning. Appreciate it. You bet. Let's move now to an historic vote in Washington to protect same-sex and interracial marriages. The Respect for Marriage Act passed in the House, and now it heads to the president's desk. NBC uh, senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett Haake has more. Hey, Garrett, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. Yeah, it was actually the Supreme Court's decision on abortion rights over the summer that created the sense of urgency, first among Democrats, to protect both same-sex marriages and interracial marriages from the possibility that a future court decision could weaken or take those rights away. So what this bill means is that if your marriage is legal and valid in the state where it was performed, other states now have to recognize it no matter what. The passage was also a major milestone for Speaker Pelosi, one of the last bills that she's going to send to any president as speaker, capping off a career that has long included a focus on gay rights issues. Yeah, well, Garrett, um, there was also something interesting that happened overnight, really a shakeup for the Democrats. I don't know if a lot of people saw it coming or not, but Kirsten Sinema announced that she is now leaving the Democratic Party and she's registering as an independent. That's going to have some repercussions. Yeah, big repercussions, a big announcement from Senator Sinema. But since she also says she's not joining the Republican Party, the big headline here is this won't change the balance of power in that 5150 Senate. We now know we have it likely just makes Democratic leadership's job of finding 50 votes on any given issue a little bit more challenging. Now, cinema has long had an independent streak that has sometimes frustrated <laughs> Democrats. So part of this decision is formalizing a already complicated relationship. I think one of the bigger effects here might be on her 2024 re-election. She's in a purple state where she's now likely to get challengers from both Republicans and Democrats. Garrett Hagforce there on Capitol Hill. Garrett, thank you. Another big story we're following this morning, the stress hospitals are facing because of the triple-demic. It's here, a nasty one, two, three punch of the flu, COVID, and RSV. And to make matters worse, as we've been telling you this week, a lot of important medications are running low on store shelves. Our national correspondent, Gabe Gutierrez, is at Mass General for Children in Boston for us this morning. Gabe, good morning. Savannah, good morning. Some hospitals across the country are having to get creative to keep up with this triple-demic. First, it was finding extra beds for patients, and now some are having to mix their own medications to deal with shortages. At Boston's Mass General for Children, healthcare workers are compounding their own albuterol, the medication that helps young children with RSV breathe easier. It's definitely concerning. The shortage is in the forefront of everybody's mind. Um... It's just a totally different change in workflow for pharmacy and nursing. It takes four and a half hours to mix the ingredients to make just 15 syringes. If a patient can't breathe and we can't give them this drug, uh, then it's a life or death scenario. 
Across the country, many other medications are also running low amid a triple-demic of respiratory illnesses, the flu, RSV, and COVID. This is the worst flu season for my family ever. I've had trouble getting liquid Tamiflu as well as capsules. Pharmacists say if your flu medicine is sold out, try getting a medication that targets a specific symptom you're feeling instead. Our shelves in certain, at certain times have been completely empty of one product, and then it comes back on, and then it's empty of another product. While RSV may be leveling off in some places, the flu is soaring. The CDC saying flu hospitalizations this season are up to 78,000. Over the past month, the Mass General Brigham system has seen flu cases jump by more than 1,100%. How busy have the last few weeks been here? Um, We've definitely seen an increase in uh, patients coming into the ER. Only a quarter of adults and 40% of children in the U.S. have received a flu shot this season. Juan Potter did not. He's been here for more than two days. The loss of breath, that's the toughest part. Georgia Orlowski's five-year-old son Jack, who has a rare genetic disorder, has been sick with COVID, RSV, and the flu all within the past month. It's all at once. It's... There's no break in between, so his lungs honestly don't stand a chance. And thankfully, Jack is recovering right now. One other piece of positive news in the fight against the triple-demic, the FDA has just cleared doses of updated COVID vaccines for kids under five. Savannah. All right, Gabe, thank you very much. 717, it's a Friday. We're looking toward the weekend. Miss Dylan Dreyer, how's it looking? Good morning. You guys ready for snow? What? It could be the first uh, snowy event, I'd say, for the Northeast, mostly for the interior Northeast, not so much along that I-95 corridor. But it's a storm system that's starting back through the Midwest. We also have another storm system on the West Coast, but we'll get to that one later. This is the one that's already produced about six, seven inches of snow across parts of uh, Nebraska into southern uh, or into South Dakota as well. Now it's bringing some of that snow into Madison, Wisconsin. Peoria, Illinois, that's where we're seeing mostly rain, and that's headed towards Chicago. So it's the northern side of this storm where we have enough cold cold air to produce a little bit of light snow. And on the eastern side of it, as we go through the day today, we'll see some uh, pockets of rain through Atlanta. Then that one falls apart. Then a second one develops. This one is going to bring more rain to Kentucky, to Tennessee, where the ground is already saturated. You've been dealing with a lot of rain lately. This is going to be the reason why we'll see some of that lighter snow across the interior northeast, up across upstate New York into western uh, Pennsylvania, or sorry, western Massachusetts and Connecticut, also northwestern New Jersey, too, where we could end up with about two to three, maybe even four inches of snow for some of those areas. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you so much. All right, straight ahead, new tips pouring in as Idaho police investigate the murders of four college students, how the FBI is now helping, and why the case has struck a chord with a community of Internet detectives. And then we're going to hopefully help you save some money during this expensive holiday season. Who else? Vicki Mm -hmm. Wynn will be along to tell us what we all need to do before we go to the store. Okay. But first, this is today on NBC. (laughs) I'm listening. (laughs) Okay. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed oh we're back 7 30 uh, friday morning mm-hmm. isn't that pretty rockefeller mm-hmm. center the place to be december morning our plaza packed with the fantastic crowd it's december 9th couple more weeks till christmas time and our crowd is ready man our holiday crowd by the way i got to see the crowd, the tree last night with my kids Aww. there's nothing like it all those guys are getting mm. a great view out it's there breathtaking. Too. all right craig's off this morning good, good morning. to see chanel jones here nice to see you uh, we'll start with our 7 30 headlines an oil spill in kansas has shut down a major pipeline that runs from Canada down to Texas. Canada-based uh, TC Energy says it cut off its Keystone system Wednesday night. It says about 14,000 barrels of crude oil spilled into a creek in Washington County. That's about 150 miles northwest of Kansas City. The cause of that spill under investigation. Environmental officials say there has been no impact on the drinking water in that area. The search will resume this morning for a woman who was apparently attacked by a shark while snorkeling off the coast of Maui. The woman's husband told authorities they were initially able to fight off the shark, tried to swim to shore, but his wife never made it back. A snorkel and a mask were recovered. Authorities closed the beach while the Coast Guard continues that search. We'll take a turn now. We'll talk about this investigation in Idaho we've been following. Police say their tip line has been flooded with calls about the murders of those four college students. But nearly four weeks after the crime, still no suspect in the community is coming together to remember the victims. NBC's Steve Patterson has the bigger latest. Hey, Steve. Hoda, good morning to you. Since police say they put out a call to the public to help them track down a car that they say was in the area at the time of the crime, they say they've been flooded, as you said, with so many calls and tips that they had to start forwarding them to the FBI tip line. They hope that this is a break in the case as this heartbroken community attempts to heal. The town of Moscow holding a Christmas ceremony and remembering the four college students killed last month. Along with the university, this small town has been deeply impacted by the deaths. Cole Dillon's family owns this coffee shop. We actually changed our schedule to make sure there was always two people here at once. As the town prepares for Christmas, the mood is somber. Was there like a sadness too? Yeah, for sure. Like just really sensitive around here of like what we talk about, like even jokes that we make being like, oh, we that's not the joke to make right now. Police have asked for the public's help finding a white Hyundai Elantra, similar to this one. They believe was near the house around when the murders were committed. Why is this vehicle of interest? Thanks to these tips and leads, we know that vehicle was there. So the occupants or occupant naturally is someone we want to talk to. Since day one, the brutal stabbings have attracted the attention of self-styled internet sleuths. Hashtag Idaho Murders on TikTok has around 300 million views. This key component that they just released. Since she started posting about the case, TikToker London Sherman has gained some 125,000 followers. 
we're viral. And um, I just, I think that everyone needs to be talking about this. But when you talk about this, it needs to be talked about um, factual. Like the 2021 case of Gabby Petito, London says this mystery has struck a chord with young people. A lot of people can relate to these young lives that literally had the world at their feet. They were about to begin their lives. And then it happened that. London says she's careful not to repeat anything that hasn't been verified by police or professional reporters. But many others aren't as cautious. On Reddit threads and Facebook groups, some with more than 60,000 members, wild speculation can spread rapidly, forcing police to put up a rumor control page to try to debunk misinformation. A frustrating waste of time and resources with a killer still at large. Well, st- uh, Steve, there's still so many questions that need answering, including there was a long window, hours of time from when the victims left that frat house and then they arrived home. And those two places are close by. Have police uh, addressed that yet? Yeah, Hoder, this is one of the biggest question marks in all of this. Police are describing a five-hour window for what amounts to a two-minute walk. I walked it, so I posed that question to the officer. Unfortunately, the answer is that it is under investigation, but you can tell investigators hope it is one of these key pieces of the puzzle that they're trying to fit together to move this forward. Yeah, five five hours. That's a lot of time to track. All right, Steve, uh, thank you so much. Well, coming up this morning, we have a new twist in the shocking case of a FedEx driver accused of kidnapping and killing a little girl. What he has told police and the girl's heartbroken mother is speaking out now. But up next, if you're cutting back on your holiday shopping or maybe you're rethinking your Christmas menu because prices are so high at the grocery store, you're not by yourself. Vicki Wynn is here to help us out. Hey, Vic. Hi. Good morning, ladies. Between inflation and record holiday spending, we're now seeing some spot shortages of holiday staples. Coming up, I'm going to help you find what you need and save big. That's next, right here on Today. We're back, 740. Today's Consumer Confidential. We're trying to bring you stories that impact the bottom line for your family. And we are in the middle of one of the most expensive holiday seasons ever, whether you're shopping for gifts or groceries. But there are some ways to save. Uh, NBC Senior Consumer Investigative Correspondent Vicki Wynn is here with more on what we need to know. Hey, Vic. Good morning, Hoda, Savannah, and Chanel. There is good news and bad news when it comes to holiday shopping this year. An expert we talked with this week says the supply chain is in great shape, but other factors can impact the higher prices that we're all seeing. So here's a look at how to save some money in the coming weeks. The holidays are here. Whether you're ready or not, celebrating might look a little different this year as inflation disrupts your holiday shopping. On the menu, higher grocery costs. Oh man, they've raised a lot. I would see our bills would be maybe about like 20 or 30 dollars higher than last year. Inflation is impacting almost every holiday table. Compared to last year, meats, poultry and fish are up 8 percent. Butter and margarine up a whopping 33 percent and potatoes up 15 percent. Although prices are still up overall, grocery stores are mostly stocked as climate change starts to impact supermarket shelves. Extreme weather events wreaking havoc on farms, affecting availability and prices on favorites like Florida citrus, Texas cattle and California almonds. The best thing to do budget wise is to take inventory before you put together your shopping list. Hold on, I got a coupon for that. With an economy recovering from supply chain issues, experts say that while inventory at most stores is high. The cost of labor, the cost of transportation has gone up. 
And therefore, the prices are a lot higher. Robert Hanfield has studied supply chains for decades and says advanced data is helping stores keep popular items in stock. You know, in the past, they had lots of inventory, but it was the wrong stuff. Today, what, you know, these new analytics are trying to do is to have the right stuff that people are actually buying off the shelf. But if shipping snags do happen, like they did to this shopper, y'all start your holiday shopping now. These delays are serious. You might be tempted to consider alternatives. This year it's going to be gift cards, so I don't have to worry about, you know, them not having something I want. Avoid those last-minute scrambles and save by ditching the late trip to the mall and grocery store. Finish your holiday shopping early. Buy food in bulk and freeze what you don't use. And take advantage of seasonal sales. 40% of all of our foods are wasted. So really make sure that what you're buying, you're going to consume. Hmm. And Vicki, have people noticed seeing fewer promotions and coupons at the grocery store? What's behind that? Yeah, the experts say part of the reason is because grocery stores don't always know what kind of inventory they're going to have in the near future. But the way you can combat that is always sign up for the apps for the stores that you shop and also apps like Flip and Basket that will let you compare all of your nearby stores. That way you can stay plugged in on what the specials are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vicki, I love your earrings. I know. I was they just look like commenting. round Rubik's cubes. You know what? This is a local woman-owned company oh. and they, she makes them by hand by clay. We I'll can't. put it on my Instagram story. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, post yes. it on your uh, They're cute. so great for nice. Christmas presents. Super so cute. they look like Christmas yeah. presents. Yeah. Kind of. Thank the you. full Thank spectrum you, of your business report. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. Love so it. Love I know. Look at consumer. it. So it still fits. <laughs> it is. It fits. Yeah. We got yeah. a lot of lady energy going <laughs> right? on here yeah. this morning. Do we not, Dylan? I was going to talk about her dress. I know. We get to see the earrings. It's big lady energy. It is. All right. We have a big storm system about to hit the West Coast. I want to point this out because this is going to be a major rain and snowmaker uh, through especially California. There is a little bit of light snow and rain falling across western Washington state, but it's this next storm system that's going to make its way on shore bring us wind gusts up to about 65 to 70 miles per hour, bring a lot of mountain snow and also a lot of rain down across California, especially in those burn scar areas. We have the threat of flooding because uh, it kind of washes away very quickly because the ground can't absorb all of that water. But as this moves to the east, it'll start to bring some of that snow eastward as well. But on the heels of this next storm, a second storm is going to bring more rain in the San Francisco area. So we could see up to about three to four inches of rain locally, up to five inches. But it's the snow, especially across the Sierra Nevada mountain range, it could accumulate up to about two to four feet, possibly even up to five feet. So that's much needed for that part of the country. And we are certainly going to get it elsewhere. We have a little bit of light snow across the upper Midwest in the Northeast, though, much, much colder than yesterday and a little breezy, too. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you. We cannot wait for Camp Miss, can we? Because our man, Al Roper, we've got some news that we are excited to share about Al. We'll be back right after this. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. 
Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the True Crime Original. <laughs> this is big. Uh, we're, we're back with today's Can't Miss. Carson joins us. Boy, guys, we've been waiting to say this. We have some great, great news about Al to share on this Friday morning, which is Al is officially home from the hospital. He shared the announcement last night on Instagram. He said, I'm so incredibly grateful that family, friends, medical folks, the Today Show family, and all of your thoughts and prayers. He's so happy to be home. Deborah, Leela, Courtney, Nick, everybody. Look at those kids. It's been a long time. Everybody's been asking about him, too. I sent him a picture yesterday. I walked by his office here, and and, uh, I said, I wrote him a text. I said, Al, you got to come back because this is turning into Hoda's, like, third closet. Carson, he sent me that picture and oh, he yeah. said, Oh, my something like my work wife is now taking over my closet. Yeah. I'm like, you gotta get back. You know who's gonna be um just as happy as we are? Every single person yes. who's yes. come every single day waiting with Al. Yeah. And we have so, so many signs, like we yes. miss you. Yes. Oh, we I know. Know. Well, I we know. feel the exact same. And, and he'll be back soon. He's joking and texting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We want him to take his time and feel good, yeah. Yeah. if you yeah. will, and yeah. we love him. And um, yeah. he'll be back, back. soon. Glad yeah. that he's home. All right, guys, coming up on Pop Start, we've got an exclusive look at one of the most highly anticipated series. It's a Yellowstone 1923. It's filled with stars like Harrison Ford and Dame Helen Mirren. We're going to take you behind the scenes. All right, and then we're going to hit the road again, our merriest Main Street wow. series. But first, this is today on NBC. NBC. 